Help us draw the circle wide. Amen. As any of you who viewed even a part of King Charles III's coronation will have noted, the English are fond of ancient and sometimes odd traditions. Oxford is an epicenter of these sort of quirks and oddities, one of which brings together a rather riotous celebration of May Day and the prim and proper singing of an Oxford choir, resulting in what can only be described as a combination of the sublime and the ridiculous. The sublime refers to the choristers of Magdalen College who at dawn sing from the top of the chapel choir tower. For those stuck on the bridge below, it is practically impossible to see any of the singers save a few brave or reckless trebles who once in a while will put their heads over the parapet. This then essentially disembodied choir leaves the listener below with an experience of ethereal sound rising up into the heavens, which today we might perhaps imagine catching the heels of Jesus as he levitates his way up to his throne in heavenly splendor. The ridiculous refers to the bizarrely related tradition that while the Magdalen choir sing from their tower, a few college students who may or may not have had too much to drink the night before fling themselves off the bridge and into the river Cherwell below, which is all of about three feet deep at that point. The ethereal goes up, the promise of youth goes down, while hundreds of people gather to cheer them on, watching something out of a Monty Python episode. Although I'm practically certain that this is not why the choir of Magdalen College sing from their tower on May Day, that they do gather beyond their usual habitat of the college chapel, offering an expression of worship right where people in their hundreds have gathered, is a powerful image of how I believe the church of the future is called to behave, to go and be the church in the city, in the town square, indeed, wherever it happens to be that people are building community together in the life of the world. Many Episcopalians, of course, would rather have their teeth pulled out without anesthetic than be religiously identifiable out in the world. After all, for much of the past two and a half centuries since the Episcopal Church's inception in 1789, our primary new member strategy has been to put up those the Episcopal Church welcomes you signs, paint the church door red, and hope for the best. As an ecclesiastical culture, the very last thing most of us want to do is go out there and meet people. That is, after all, why we built all of these marvelous churches with their towers and steeples, so people would come to us. If there ever was a time when that was truly an effective strategy, it is hardly breaking news for me to say that those times are now behind us. Indeed, a viable future for the church all across this country, even here in the South, will depend upon our willingness to learn how to widen the circle of what it means to be the church. 
that we can touch the lives of all of those people who in an increasingly secularizing society may never come to receive the gift of an inclusive, generous, and grace-filled community like this one. In other words, you and I are going to need to get out more. At an inflection point in the church year, the celebration of Ascension Day, which we mark today, turns out to be a wonderful moment to reflect on that vocation of getting out in the world. To realize why requires us to have an imagination to see the theological gift the ascension of Jesus offers beyond its sublated role as a literary device. Seen merely as a necessary but mostly insignificant plot development, that Jesus has to go up for the Holy Spirit to come down. The ascension is nothing more than a prelude to the coming of the Holy Spirit. Yet, as is so often the case in the story of our faith, the order of things matters. For we must first learn to be an ascension people if we are to be ready to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In theological college, on Ascension Day, our principal had all of the pews removed from the chapel and half of the college lawn grown wild for several weeks. He said that it was to help us contemplate the wild goneness of God. The Ascension is our invitation, this side of the coming of the Holy Spirit, to learn to live with God's goneness. To learn to live in the world, in the words of German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer, as if God does not. Not because we believe God has somehow abandoned this world, but because the mark of a people come of age is to follow Christ without the expectation that there is a God pulling the strings of the universe in our favor. It is to be a people who, having abandoned the idea that God will somehow rescue us, from our trials, or rescue the world, or the church. Now live trusting in God's promise of the world's new creation, even in the face of that world's suffering. An ascension people learn to trust in the beautiful words of the prayer book, that things which were being cast down are being raised up, and things that had grown old are being made new. They are people who dare to trust that their search for God will mature and change in the life of the world far more than it will in the sanitized haven of the church. A little while ago, I presented to the parish our intentions for our ministries and life as a church for the next several years ahead. The heart of that vision is that we might continue to grow into our vocation as an ascension people come of age, choosing to draw a wider circle in our shared life of faith. We want to grow outward into the city and deeper in our faith. We want to be a church that celebrates life on this block and be a church where no matter where you are, you can take a full part in worship and service and formation and fellowship. We want to be a church that forms community beyond this block in neighborhoods and gathering places across this metro area. 
want to be a church whose circle of community is ever being expanded by new people with fresh perspectives and new insights into the mystery of God. We want to be a church that remains open to the future prompting of the Holy Spirit to follow where God beckons us, near and far. Such is the call of the Christian faith to join the unpredictable risen and ascended Lord, enlivened by the movement of the Spirit in our own lives and in the world God so loves. May we celebrate and live into such a faith for this our time and place. May our circle be drawn wide. Amen.